This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Uh, Kyle came up with an idea for a podcast. We both think it's going to be really good, um, something we haven't touched on before. And uh, if you're disappointed, I guess, I don't think it's going to have much to do with IBC. But um, <laughs> yeah. anyways... Well, yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about money and what money is and what it's not. I mean, you can look at the world today and there's people have very strong views about this. Some people think, you know, money is the root of all evil and things like that. And I guess we don't necessarily agree with that. And we think that it kind of has a bad rep. The way I look at it is a gun can't do evil by itself. Someone has to take the gun and do evil with it. Same with money. I mean, money doesn't just have a mind of its own and commit evil acts. You like, can do good things with money and you can do bad things with money. Yeah. I, I, I think it's probably more of a magnifier. Like if you're a good person and you acquire more wealth, like you're probably going to be a better person. And if you're a crappy person and you acquire more wealth, <laughs> you're probably going to be more crappy. Absolutely. So. I mean, I like that. A magnifier, it's going to give you the ability for whatever like mindset you are, whether that's good, bad, indifferent, it's going to magnify whichever one that is. Because yeah. if you're a productive person, it's it's probably going to enable you to be more productive and get more things done. Sure. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> if you're a negative person, don't like to do a lot of good things, first of all, it's probably going to be harder for you to make money. You're just not going to see opportunity. But if you do make it, you're probably not going to use it for many good things. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we've had we've had people who we've talked about IBC with and things like that and talk about, you know, why you would want to do infinite banking, why you would want to use whole life insurance for capital accumulation. And some people have been like, Well, what if I don't need that money? Like, well, how do you know you don't need that money? I mean, look what's going on. We haven't inflation is real. Um Every year, your wealth is eroded. What percentage that is can be argued. But like, if you don't put your money in some place where it's growing, you're going to be losing. You're going to be falling behind. And you, if you want to exit from this system, I mean, yeah, we can talk about how messed up this system is. Like, you got to play the game to get out of the game. And think, uh, I mean, I've had a conversation with a couple people, friends with both of them, that do not like the banks, but yet they're using them because they are playing the game, but they just hate paying the bank's interest. Mm-hmm. If if you only would look deeper into what becoming your own banker is, you would be like, wow, a way to exit the system, <laughs> you know? Uh, and Kyle and I, I mean, we just, when we're in person with people, this is not something that we push on them. Um, because this is this is something that you have to come to on your own. Yeah. And you have to you have to want it and learn about it on your own. And as Nelson said, this is more caught than taught. Yes. And Kyle and I have just found that so much. <laughs> that yeah, that is a very true statement. But also like there is nothing wrong with wanting to 
build wealth and accumulate capital. Like there is nothing wrong with wanting more money. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. And, and what, I mean, so for example, why do you want more money? Because you're trying to build a, a farming and ranching enterprise. Yeah. You're trying to leave something for future generations in your family. Well, also, you want to create stuff. Well, also, you know, improving the ground, you know, having awesome herd health, you know, b- building a system, building, yeah, like I said, building an enterprise, you know, taking care of it and taking it to the next level. It's so much different when you're an owner of something and you're in control of it and you're the one that has all the money flowing through your hands. You just feel this sense of, um, what's the right word, Kyle? I mean, you're just so engaged. And I mean, everything just means that much more to you. And if that's how you feel, uh, I think that you're probably going to continue to use that money that you uh, make from those enterprises to do more good things. Yeah. And you're going to be rewarded based on how much good things that you can do or how much value that you're bringing to the world or other people. Well, think of us. I mean, we have increased our income from where it was, you know, over the last 10 years. And I feel like, you know, we both have grown a lot. And I mean, I've, I've become more giving of a person than I, you know, than I was before. That wasn't something that was like supernatural to me. No, it isn't something that somebody tells you you have to do and you just want to do it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's like I, sharing your toys when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like this is something like it's almost like it's taboo to talk about money with people. And like, it, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand why we're conditioned to be like that. We, you can learn a lot from somebody talking about what they do with their money, what they do with their business, how they're growing, you know. There's just so much that can be learned from that. And there's so many people that you can help. I mean, if you have the even the options just to do that. Because if you don't want to make any money and you don't want to be productive, you can lend a hand here and there, but you can't make serious impact. No. What what can you do in this world? You can't even I mean, if if you aren't making any money, if you aren't being productive, you can't how can you provide for your family? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny how every time we bring up money, we bring up productivity because they kind of go hand in hand. Like, the more productive, the more things that you can do, the more of money that you make. But yet, money is a bad thing. But is being productive a bad thing? Yeah. No, it's not. It's, 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 it's something that everybody should be striving for. And if you don't want to be productive, you're probably not doing what you enjoy in life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that is very true. You, when you don't, is that, a, I've never thought about this before, Kyle. I mean, I honestly don't think I've ever thought about it, but is that a reason why some people hate money? Because they feel like it's just it's unbelievable. It's, it's a drain. It's hard. I mean, it truly is work. Like, you have to, yeah, you, you're miserable. You're miserable acquiring this currency to live. Or yeah, whatever. Because you need it to live. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good point. 
I've never thought about that before, but just interesting. But that's, I mean, that's another condition is people, I think we've probably touched on this before, but it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's normal to be miserable at your job. It's normal to put up with a bad boss. They're all bad, you know, just that it's just something you're supposed to suck up and get on with your day. And that's why we're probably, you know, a lot of people are on anxiety and And if that's how you feel... Money is probably really hard to come by. Yeah. I mean, some people, they may be in that job that pays really good, so that's why they're staying and they hate it. But for the majority of people, money is probably extremely hard to come by in that sense. And and if that is the case, you need to look for something different. I'm not saying quit your job right now. Look for something different, though. It might take you two years or three years. But start instead of, I mean, if you watch TV at night, Start picking up a book for 30 minutes. Listen to a podcast over your lunch break or during work. I mean, some of us have the ability to listen to podcasts and audio all day at work. Yeah, Not everybody does, but some people do. There's a wealth of knowledge that can just be in your headphones as you're doing whatever you got to do. That you could, I mean, you can be teaching yourself more than any college is going to teach you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you can start to like go down those paths and see like what makes you happy then you can start to see what might reward you for doing, going down that path. And you might stumble upon something you had no clue about, you knew nothing about, and maybe that's, that's what it is for you. I mean, you don't know. And we get, school teaches us to be closed-minded. We're supposed to be, you know, factory work. Well, not factory workers, but, you know, like, just worker ants. We're supposed to just get a job and go to work. Every, That's the safe way yeah, to make it. Safe, guaranteed income. You know, it's like, that's that's what you should do. And we found out in 2020 that that's not necessarily guaranteed income with a lot of layoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, nothing is guaranteed. I don't care what you, what you say. Nothing's guaranteed. So maybe the message here is you should always be trying to better yourself because it will lead to you being more of a a commodity, like a prize that doesn't exist, that people need, that people, you know, will compensate you for because of your talents, skills, and ability to help and your productivity that you offer. Yeah. And also, you know, fix the issue with, if if you hate money, if you hate it, you think it's just inherently evil. People do evil things to get money. And people do evil things with money. But that doesn't mean that money is evil. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to acquire more of it to do what you want to do with it. Absolutely. I mean, how else, how else are you going to get, how are you going to get anything done without money in this world today? Well, what happens if you don't want to have money today? You don't want to have it your whole life. But at 55, 60, 70, whatever age it is, you need help and you have kids. And you have to ask them for help. You need help from somebody. Yeah. Whether that's the government, your kids, family, friends, GoFundMe. You have to ask for money then from somebody. Exactly. And then you're at, you're at their mercy. What if it is the government? Well, what if you have to do certain things to get that money? And what if it is the government? Well, they have to take my money to give to you. Well, that kind of is evil then all of a sudden. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
where it comes from, this this hate for money. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it's religion seems to teach that. Or I don't know if it directly teaches it, but there, maybe people it, draw inferences from. Yeah, and, and does it come from, you know, like kings, they'll be bad people, you know, of, of how they ruled over nations. And people think of kings as being rich. I don't know that. It's a thought. I don't know. I don't know where it originates from, and I don't know. But I think it's important to talk about. And if I mean, well, like you said, it is taboo, and people do do bad things with money. But that's the person being evil. That isn't money. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so don't don't just hate money to hate money. Right. I guess it's kind of over getting that here. I don't. I don't know. It, but it is. It's becoming more common. It's that. I mean, a lot of people have a socialistic mindset, and I mean, well, that's universal true. basic income. I mean, let's make everything equal to everyone. You shouldn't earn more than me. Well, depending on what you do and what I do, how much value we add and productivity. Yeah, we. Sh- there probably is. It isn't probably. We should be compensated differently. Yes. And maybe you're more than me. Well, I guess I do know where this probably comes from. I mean, you know, going to a university, I mean, you get a lot of stuff pumped down your throat. And that is, you know, the social, socialistic views and ideologies. Is, I mean, <laughs> that is being pumped down everybody's throats in college. And when today. you're young and impressionable, I mean. Yeah, and if you don't really care about that stuff, you're in school to whatever, to study what you're there to study. I mean, well, let's be honest, get a diploma. Yeah. Get a diploma, (laughs) maybe have some fun, whatever. But I mean, some of that stuff might just sift through to you and you don't even realize that, oh yeah, kind of, you kind of been indoctrinated. Well, what is it? Like you hear something like seven times or 10 times and you know, it could fall off every single time, but you just hear it over and over enough and you eventually just think that it's true. Yeah. Just without even thinking about it, just think that it's true. Yeah. Oh, 97% of scientists agree with this or agree with that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so it must be right. It's like, and that, that the buck stops there. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, we got to start looking at who is funding these research things if we want to really start looking at research um, that companies are doing and making sure that it was a two-sided uh, study and not just one-sided. If it didn't prove this, it probably would have never got published. But if it did, they got the funding to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all... <laughs> I guess that just comes back to the, the universities and, well, it comes and back, research and all that stuff. It comes back to one of Nelson's uh, principles of infinite banking. It's re- you got to re- constantly be rethinking your thinking. That is, yeah. That was the last one that he added. I mean, we, we, we all get caught in paradigms. I mean, you and I have our own paradigm that we're in right now. And I isn't mean, it ever-evolving? Hopefully, yeah. You, you want it to be evolving. You don't want to be stuck in that same rut of whatever that paradigm is. I mean, I can just think of in, in like my farming business, like already um, from just making these plans like December through March, I would already have done things differently and it's only May. So I'm changing like what my future plans are. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. 
we just keep evolving and learning and, and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to continue to keep growing, learning, changing paradigms. I mean, being open to what else is out there because we're not right about everything. We don't know everything. So, yeah. And I mean, it kind of comes back to, I mean, we say this a lot these days, but, you know, you can think of things in absolutes, but eventually you just see that they aren't absolute anymore. And you yeah. and you evolve and you think differently and you change your ways. And um yeah, I mean, that's that's about all I got on this, Kyle. But I think this is beneficial and can help a lot of people in their thinking. Yeah. I, I hope you guys got something out of this. This is just something that Jason and I talk about quite often. So we figured, you know, other people probably think about this too. So Yeah. But this is our perspective. Yeah. So yeah, if you have anything you want to add, shoot us an email. We'd be glad to talk to you guys about anything we talked covered today. So all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. And if you're receiving value from this podcast, uh leave us a review. That'd be awesome. Um help us get found by some more people and uh help to spread spread the word about infinite banking and and just you know, we try to uh be abundance mindset people you know, change your thinking, keep evolving. So, and shorten learning curves. Absolutely. That is, that's what we started this podcast to help people with. Yeah. To shorten the IBC learning curve. Yep. So hopefully we're achieving that and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. All right. Thanks. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.